Watch ye, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare pronounced to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 46, page 397. God is our hope and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the hills be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof rage and swell, and though the mountains shake at the tempest of the same. There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most Highest. God is in the midst of her, therefore shall she not be removed. God shall keep her and that right early. The nations make much ado, and the kingdoms are moved. But God hath showed his voice, and the earth shall melt away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. O come hither, and behold the works of the Lord, what destruction he hath brought upon the earth. He maketh wars to cease in all the world. He breaketh the bow, and nappeth the spear in sunder, and burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still then, and know that I am God. 
I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. O clap your hands together, all ye peoples. O sing unto God with the voice of melody. For the Lord is high and to be feared. He is the great king upon all the earth. He shall subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose out an heritage for us, even the excellency of Jacob whom he loved. God is gone up with a merry noise, and the Lord with the sound of the trump. O sing praises, sing praises unto our God. O sing praises, sing praises unto our King. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the nations. God sitteth upon his holy seat. The princes of the peoples are joined unto the people of the God of Abraham. For God, which is very high exalted, doth defend the earth as it were with a shield. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth verse of the tenth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Woe to Assyria, the rod of my anger, and the staff in whose hand is my indignation. I will send him against an ungodly nation, and against the people of my wrath I will give him charge, to seize the spoil, to take the prey, and to tread them down like the mire of the sweets. Yet he does not mean so, nor does he think so. But it is in his heart to destroy, to cut off not a few nations. For he says, Are not my princes altogether kings? Is not Calno like Carchemish? Is not Hamath like Arpad? Is not Samaria like Damascus? As my hand has found the kingdoms of the idols, whose carved images excelled those of Jerusalem and Samaria, as I have done to Samaria and her idols, shall I not do also to Jerusalem and her idols? Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Lord has performed all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, that he will say, I will punish the fruit of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria, and the glory of his haughty looks. For he says, By the strength of my hand I have done it, and by my wisdom, for I am prudent. Also I have removed the boundaries of the people, and have robbed their treasuries. So I have put down the inhabitants like a valiant man. My hand has found, like a nest, the riches of the people. And as one gathers eggs that are left, I have gathered all the earth. And there was no one who moved his wing, nor opened his mouth with even a peep. Shall the axe boast itself against him who chops with it? Or shall the saw exalt itself against him who saws with it? As if a rod could wield itself against those who lift it up, or as if a staff could lift up, as if it were not wood. Therefore the Lord, the Lord of hosts, will send leanness among his fat ones, and under gl his glory he will kindle a burning like the burning of a fire. So the light of Israel will be for a fire, and his Holy One for a flame. It will burn and devour his thorns and his briars in one day. And it will consume the glory of his forest and of his fruitful field, both body and soul. And they will be as when a sick man wastes away. Then the rest of the trees of his forest will be so few in number that a child may write them. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel, and such as have escaped of the house of Jacob, 
will never again depend on him who defeated them, but will depend on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. The remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God. For though your people, O Israel, be as the sand of the sea, a remnant of them will return. The destruction decreed shall overflow with righteousness, for the Lord God of hosts will make a determined end in the midst of all the land. Therefore thus says the Lord God of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrian. He shall strike you with a rod and lift up his staff against you in the manner of Egypt. For yet a very little while and, in, and the indignation will cease, as will my anger in their destruction. And the Lord of hosts will stir up a scourge for him like the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. As his rod was on the sea, so will he lift it up in the manner of Egypt. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder, and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. He has come to Ayath, he has passed Migron, at Michmash he has attended to his equipment. They have gone along the ridge, they have taken up lodging at Geba, Rama is afraid, Gibeah of Saul has fled. Lift up your voice, O daughter of Galen. Cause it to be heard as follows Laish. And poor Anathoth, Madmena has fled. The inhabitants of Gibim seek refuge. As yet he will remain at Nob that day. He will shake his fist at the mount of the daughter of Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, will lop off the bow with terror. Those of high stature will be hewn down, and the haughty will be humbled. He will cut down the thickets of the forest with iron, and Lebanon will fall by the mighty one. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the book of Revelation. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his head. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth, to devour her child as soon as it was born. 
She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, that they should feed her there one thousand two hundred and sixty days. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness to her place, where she is nourished for a time, and times, and half a time, from the presence of the serpent. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of its mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, o Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. 
and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now, in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that, in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life of mortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst enkindle the flame of thy love in the heart of thy servant Nicholas, grant to us, thy humble servants, the same faith and power of love, that, as we rejoice in his triumph, we may profit by his example, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So our first lesson in Isaiah, we read about this impending doom that is to come upon Israel at the hands of the Assyrians. And it's an, it's an admittedly um, strange concept. I feel like I repeat this a lot, but I continue to find it odd. So in the History of Israel, God uses foreign nations who do not keep his law in order to punish his people, Israel, for not keeping his law. Um, but there's a challenge here. I think this is a lot of what's going on in, um, in the story of the prophets with the kind of rise and fall of different nations. Um, it's a worldview that I think we certainly don't have, and that is... The defeat of Israel by the Assyrians and then later the Babylonians is not what it appears to be. So what it appears to be is the victory of, of God of the godless. It appears to be the victory of pagan nations who don't follow God. But the reality is, is that it's not this because God is in control of all this. Indeed, he is providentially moving all of this. So it is the punishment on God's people it is God's instrument of his justice. And we will, and we learn too, as we read, that Assyria as well, um, they will be punished as well for their sins. The destruction that comes upon Israel by the hands of the Assyrians will be shifted and it will move in the direction of the Assyrians. So in the midst of this, again, the challenge is to see that this is God's work. This is God's hand at work. It's not then the, the triumph of the godless. And then in the midst of this then path, 
that Isaiah speaks of, from God's punishment to God's restoration, the call is always a call to return, a call to return to God. As he says, a remnant or the remnant will return. And this should be our response too, as we, again, look out on the world and see all of these things happening. How do we make sense out of all of it? How do we make sense out of God's providence? You know, we don't have the answer to that question always. But I know one thing that we shouldn't do as we look out and as we see these calamities in the world, we are not in the place then to say, well, this is God judging those people. That's never our place as Christians, even though Christians do that a lot. That's God's place fundamentally to judge, and we have no role in that. Rather, what we should do then when we look out and we see these things happening, terrible things happening in the world, it seems to me as though the Bible teaches that our response to that should be, it should become for us an occasion to take more seriously our own need to repent. Um, it's like Jesus when he's talking, they, they come to him in Luke and Pilate had slaughtered a bunch of Jewish people and the Tower of Siloam had fell on um, and, and crushed a bunch of people. And they asked Jesus about it, like, Jesus, what's going on with this? And his response is, um, do you think that these were worse sinners than the rest? He says, no, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you all will likewise perish. So again, when we see things happening in the world, it should be an occasion for us then to take seriously our own need to repent, which is especially appropriate for us during this season of Advent. And then our second lesson here is we read Revelation 12. And so here, this is a pretty popular image, and there's a lot to it, but I'll just make a few comments. Um, so the dragon is attempting to attack the woman and her male child who rules all the nations. And so he attempts to attack her and the child, but both the child and the woman are spared by God. Then St. Michael leads all the hosts of heaven in this war against the dragon. They defeat him. He's thrown down to earth along with his angels, where he does this work of accusation. And there the people defeat the dragon, the text says, by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, to the point of even being willing to die for it. And it seems like this, this image of this uh, or the sign that we get in Revelation 12 has a particular purpose, and it seems like it's supposed to serve as a directive message towards Christians who are experiencing opposition and persecution. Remember, the seven churches in Revelation are currently experiencing that persecution at the hands of the Romans. And so this message, I think the purpose of this image would really apply to any Christian experiencing opposition and persecution. It has three main points. The one, when you're engaged in this persecution or opposition, you need to remember that what you're engaged in actually is this ancient battle of God versus Satan. You're participating in this ancient battle of good versus evil. It goes all the way back to the beginning in the garden. And even though it seems like you might be fighting against man, you're not fighting against man. As Paul says in Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Second point of this image then, for those experiencing persecution, we can have confidence in our victory. Because of God's protect, protection, because of the work of this male child, 
who rules all the nations. We can have confidence then in our final victory. And then thirdly, and I think importantly, this, this um, battle gives us an image of what it looks like for us, um, or this image gives us, an, um, yeah, this battle gives us an image, excuse me, of what it looks like for us to engage, what we're called to do in the midst of all of this. And so we engage in this battle by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and not loving our lives to the death. That is, our weapon in this battle, whenever we're then in a battle against evil, our weapon then is faithfulness and perseverance. And if we remain in that, we know and we can have that confidence that we too will conquer. So we will continue with our intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you, Father Kevin. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Father. Have a good evening. Thank you.